Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about the Gold Digger podcast hosted by Jenna Kutcher and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. The Gold Digger podcast is going to help you discover your dream career with productivity tips, social strategies, business hacks, inspirational stories, and so much more. Here are some recent episodes I think that you want to check out immediately. Number one, the identity shift from career-focused entrepreneur to mom. Number two, four questions to qualify your digital product idea. And finally, 12 boundaries to protect your peace. So if you're wanting to establish your dream career and what that looks like to you, listen to Gold Digger wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Hero Maker, you know we love celebrating your small, medium, and large wins from implementing the StoryBrand framework into your business. So in an upcoming episode, we want to share your stories of success on the podcast. Just call 615-649-0705 before Friday, October 14th, and leave us a voicemail sharing how story branding your marketing has made it easy for you and has made it work, and you could be featured in our upcoming episode. Just call us at 615-649-0705 before Friday, October 14th, and share your story of success. We can't wait to hear from you. If you are in charge of the messaging for your faith-based community, well, guess what? We know that that's a big job. It can feel overwhelming and it can feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to get it right. On today's episode, we're going to give you some practical tips on how to create messaging to invite people to be a part of your community and how to engage your current community even more. Hello, Hero Maker. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hey, JJ. And hey, Hero Maker. You know, we're in our series where we're taking caller questions. You are leaving us voicemails and saying, hey, I'm curious about this. I have a question about this. And guess what? This is one of the most asked questions that we get. Let's take it to the voicemail. Hey, guys. My name is Megan Cook. I'm a pastor at Table Church in Des Moines, Iowa. And I love your framework. I have used it for a very long time. It has been so beneficial for me and for all of the different organizations I've worked with in the past. But here is my question. The story brand framework works everywhere. So it's something that you can apply to absolutely anything. And I do. I use it everywhere. But I've always wondered about the nuances of applying the story brand framework to faith communities. So a little different from any other kind of nonprofit, faith communities serve a lot of needs and they might even have a really clear understanding of who they are and what they do. But when it comes down to applying the framework to the communication 
that they put out into uh, social media or on their website, it can get really messy really fast. So what are some tips that you have for faith communities to make their online presence as effective as possible? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Megan, thank you so much for that question. We we do. We, like April said, we get this question a lot. You know, I think the reason that we get this question a lot is because when you are in a faith community, sometimes it feels weird to quote unquote sell your faith, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the assumption is that if we live our lives out the way we should be living them out, then people are just going to be drawn in and we don't want to be you know, kind of this sleazy pusher of faith or, you know, we don't feel like we should market, you know, in fact, from the, from the Christian perspective, you know, Jesus literally turned over the tables of people who were like doing business, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. inside the holy place. And, you know, I think that's why people have questions about this. It's like, we know we need a website. We know we need a message, but we want to do it in an authentic way. And we want to do it in a way that is drawing people in, but we don't want to be, I mean, there's just this weird balance that you have to, I think, hold when you're trying to market a faith-based community. And another thing that we hear all the time about the nuances, but wait a minute. Okay. The story brand framework positions the customer as the hero, but isn't our higher power actually the hero of the story (laughs) or the ultimate guide and we're not the guy? Like there's a lot of like, but wait a second. Just know we are not trying to story brand the gospel story or whatever your ideology is. That's not the point of this. The point of this is to help engage people with coming to your building or volunteering in your organization or giving money towards doing a great mission work. We are not trying to story brand your theology at all. Yes. And this is so this is why Megan this is so hard, right? There are a lot of nuances to how to message for a faith community. Yeah, when it's your job and it's your role at the faith-based organization, you're left with trying to figure out, okay, well, I have to use words. <laughs> I have to in order to communicate about who we are, and who we are serving specifically. What community are you specifically serving? And you're having to do that while all of these other stories are swimming around in your head, right? That's kind of the nuance that you're talking about, Megan, where you're going, oh, well, I've got all these things that I need to communicate about how this faith has changed the people in our faith community stories. And I've got to tell the story of the people who are actually showing up here right now at this time in this place. It's difficult. It's just a hard job. Yeah. So, Megan, thank you for calling in and asking, because I think there are a lot of people who are having the same question, right? So let's just break it down a little bit and make it really, really practical, even though we know that there are a lot of emotions a lot of times wrapped up in faith messaging and faith communities. We just want to make this really simple for you to give you some tips to help communicate your message clearly. The first thing is, is understand you're really communicating to two different audiences. 
those who are not a part of your faith community and you're wanting to invite them in. So you're trying to let them know what your faith community is all about. This is often your website language, videos you're creating, follow-up emails. All of that is really speaking to and telling the story of the person who is not currently a part of your faith community. Then you also have the community that is there coming every week, a part of everything, and you have to continue to nurture that relationship, grow them, and also build campaigns within your organization to do fundraising, to get volunteers, to get kids to sign up for camp, right? So you want to really, in many ways, think of those two audiences as a little bit different. Your external message is what is inviting people in, and your internal message is really dedicated towards specific campaigns that you're building to engage your current audience more. So when you're thinking external audience, one of the ways to figure that out of what is our external audience is actually to ask the people that are in your congregation, in your community. Just ask them, why do you come here? What is it that you get out of being a part of this community? Simply asking the people who are part of your community that question will give you language to invite people into a community that can transform them as well. So that's where you want to start with your external message. Just ask people who are there, how has this changed your life? And the next thing you want to do with your external messaging is just make it so simple. I mean, back to the simplicity point, you've got to tell people where to show up, what to wear, how to check their kids into daycare, where they should sit, when it's going to be over, like just help them find out that most simple and basic information and more people are going to be likely to walk through the door. Exactly. And we actually worked with one of the largest church website creators in America, and they said the number one thing that people are coming to a website to see is what should I wear? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so you don't need to say, oh, it's business casual, but you can if you don't say what <laughs> to wear, then show pictures. Show pictures of what people are wearing. That is the basic level that people are coming to your website to see. And that right there, if you get those two things, find language about why people are involved in your faith community and how it's changed their life and put that on the website and then put very basic, simple details that people need to know about to show up, you're going to be way ahead of the curve. So then you have another big job, which is internal messaging, engaging the members that you currently have. What do you want them to do? An announcement at the very beginning of a service that you're having is a very short story. <laughs> Talk about the problem that people or the organization is experiencing, and then the solution, the person getting involved, and then what life will look like for that person if they do get involved. So boom, boom, boom. Really simple. So make your announcements really relatable to the people that are sitting there listening to them. It's not about you. It's about them. This is one of the biggest ways that I've seen the StoryBrand framework impact faith communities is really reshaping all of your internal messaging. Because you're right, you know, <laughs> most faith communities have some form of announcement that happens, whether when people are walking in or during the service or in a pamphlet that they're handing them. There's always something of saying, this is what else is going on. So let's pretend 
a church, we'll use a church-specific one in this context, a church is getting up and they're trying to get volunteers for Sunday morning kids' church. We need more adults to be with kids because we're having to turn kids away. So instead of standing up and just saying, hey, we need more volunteers, story brand that announcement. So start out by saying, hey, we want to provide a safe place for families to bring kids that can feel where they can feel loved and protected and grow. And nobody in the audience is going to say, mm, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you start out with that. You start out just saying, we all want to provide a safe place for kids to feel loved and grow. The problem is we're having to turn kids away because we don't have enough adults to be with them to, to provide a safe environment for the kids. So we need people to sign up. You can just do it once a month in during the first service, you know, and when you do that, we're not only, you're not only going to love the whole experience, but we're, you're going to be able to provide a safe place where kids feel loved and where they can grow. And that's it versus, hey, we need some new volunteers at the 930 service, you know, no story brand, the announcement. And when you do that with all of your announcements, when you do that with emails about junior high camp, or you do that about a garage sale that's coming up or anything you have going on in your faith community, you are going to get more engagement. So think of it again, think of it in two different ways. What is our external message that's drawing people in? And then for every quote unquote campaign that you're running to your current audience, the people who already attend, story brand those emails, story brand those campaigns, story brand those announcements, and you're going to get more engagement. JJ, I love how you use story brand as a verb, you know, because as Megan said, you can really story brand everything. And if you're new to the podcast and you're wondering about what the story brand framework is, it's the framework that's going to power all of your marketing and show you how to invite your customers or your community into a compelling story that positions you as the guide and your community member as the hero. So Megan, we hope that this has been helpful, but we have something else that's going to help take the pressure off. We invited StoryBrand Certified Guide, Kenny Jang. He has helped so many faith-based organizations clarify their message and his practical tips I know are going to help you even more. So first of all, I love the fact that she is using StoryBrand and then she's seeing that you could use StoryBrand in so many different use cases, right? So many times you see organizations take the StoryBrand narrative and then they use it in one place and then they forget about it everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And the system is so flexible, so extensible that you really should be using it everywhere. So that's kudos to Megan for that, right? Like that's just a, right off the bat, number one tip, use StoryBrand in all the lenses across all of your communications. You're basically trying to communicate and motivate a human being, whether they want to buy your service or they want to actually engage or participate or donate or actually come be a part of something. It is the same dynamics of what you're trying to do from a marketing perspective. And you know, as Don says, and as the framework says, is like you need to get to problem solution first. And so the way you talk about the problem and solutions is a little bit different. It's not like, hey, buy this and it will solve this. Um, that's, I think, where the nuances start to, to bubble up for nonprofit cause and faith-based organizations. 
So instead of buy this, what are some of the nuanced, you know, problem and solutions that you've seen faith-based organizations, mission-based organizations, um, you know, utilize in their messaging? Well, first of all, I think if you look at uh, Megan's from a church, right? And so most church websites, to be very honest, um, kind of act like, you know, they're the center of the story, right? It's all about come to us, join us. You need to be a part of us. And I would say you need to think through the, the genius of story brands is that we want to involve someone in the story and it's their story, not our story. And so flipping that around, I think is really, really like ground zero. If you look at a church like uh, North Point Ministries in, in Georgia, Andy Stanley's church, they rebranded their entire website and they used story brand elements at the very beginning. And their headline is, life is complicated. We want to help. It's not, we're the hero. You're on this journey. We recognize that life is complicated. And what we have to offer might be able to help you guide a path to success for your side. And I think that's the first like core, core thing in terms of faith-based organizations is really, can you help the actual user that's on your website, that's reading your brochures, that's listening to your ads, that's scrolling by on your feeds without compulsory, mandatory attendance to your building? I think that's like one of the, the things that most people just don't understand about churches. Churches assume that they have a captive audience, right? Like they're, you're going to come to their building, you're going to lock the doors and you have them for another hour. On the web, in our digital world today, that's not, that's not possible. You got to think of a different reality. And so flipping the script and thinking it through from the perspective of the visitor or, the, or of your audience, I think is the number one thing that changes language and language changes how it's received and how the intentions and motivations and engagement actually ends up happening. We all know that as our businesses grow, it gets harder and harder to stay connected with customers, especially if we want to maintain a personal touch. Sending out the same email at the same time to every customer doesn't work. You know it doesn't work because not all customers are the same and not all customers are at the same point in their buying journey. And even crazier, not all customers use email. <laughs> Plus, it doesn't make you feel great to bombard customers with generic language that makes you come across like a robot who who doesn't understand their pain points. But what if you could connect with customers in a personal way at the moments in their buying journey that matter most? HubSpot gives you the tools and data you need to stay connected with all of your customers in a personal way, no matter how big you get. It allows you to easily customize your hubs, your apps, integrations, and data. So no matter how you are connecting with your customers, whether it be a sales call, emails, or texts, you make sure you are staying connected in a personal way. Stop sending generic messages to customers that don't connect and ultimately stall your growth. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better by staying connected with customers in a personal way at HubSpot.com. 
JJ, you know what I'm obsessed with right now? Our clients' success, especially those who go through a private workshop with us. Yes, a lot of marketers feel siloed even in their own company because everybody has different ideas of what marketing should be created, what messaging should be out there, and our private workshops get everybody on your team on the same page. Yeah, so if you and your team are interested in this, all you have to do is go to storybrand.com slash private workshops and you'll actually get to see what a private workshop experience is like. And you don't have to take our word for it, Hero Makers. I want you to hear directly from somebody who actually went through one of our private workshops that I taught recently. Just two days ago was feels like a lifetime ago now, you know, how different we were actually telling the story. So I think it's um, beyond exciting that we now all get on the same page and bringing it forward. Really, this whole like two days, this is the way in which that we will also become a billion dollar company, that we will also enable not only our business, but the business of all of our partners. So when we do this well and do this right is actually what is going to enable that to be possible. If you've been following along with the Marketing Made Simple podcast, you're probably really excited about implementing the story brand framework and Marketing Made Simple in your company. But so often, it's hard to get everybody on the team on the same page. If you want to get your entire team on the same page with a clear message and marketing that is easy to create and works, go to storybrand.com slash private workshops, and you can schedule your own private workshop today. And now, back to the show. If you're a church... What's the purpose of the homepage of a church website? Again, most of the times people have one big aspirational goal, get them to our building. And in the story brand methodology, what we're taught and we actually try to share is, you know, you're going to have one call to action. People are hot to trot. Yes. But in the whole scheme of things across a hundred visitors, across a thousand visitors, most people are not ready to do what you want them to do as that number one call to action. I would say instead of having drive-by visitors, right, 90-something percent of the visitors to your website, if they're checking out your church, are going to come and they're going to actually see the button to plan a visit or actually find out about the service. Most of them are not ready to do that. And then they're just going to leave. They're going to maybe browse some pages and leave. And you don't know who they are. It's drive-by visitors. And how do you capture them in terms of a permission-based relationship so that you can actually continue the conversation, nurture them, build the sense of authority in how we can actually influence your life, the relevance to the felt needs or the life stages that you're in, and the trust that this is a voice that you might want to actually include in your whole worldview. You need that transitional call to action. So offering up other options than just trying to hit them on the head and say, come to church, come to church, come to church, what is that secondary call to action that you can actually provide? I think that's one of the biggest missing pieces on most church websites today. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm curious, what are some other transitional calls to action that you've seen work really well for churches? If you are going to a website again, the start of a church experience is not when you first visit the church and sit in a pew. The first experience is now digital, right? Your website is now the front door of your church. And so giving them an opportunity to learn and actually be discipled and to actually learn about what you want to offer them 
on your website without requiring attendance or without requiring anything else might be the first thing to be able to do. And then specifically talking to the felt needs and life transition points of actual churches. So one example is finances. We have all this talk about a potential recession and, you know, a lot of, you know, there's supply chain issues are bringing inflation, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of families are stressed with finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know of a church that is doing webinars for the public about personal finances. It's not over the head evangelistic. They are literally just trying to help their community members. Um, they use ads that are geofenced. So it's just people in their zip code. And they, they give a webinar that helps the felt needs of their audience. And then the call to action after, if you like what you heard in the, the webinar, they put you into a potential a seminar or a group that might be a personal finance small group um, that has a curriculum, et cetera, that's smaller based. So the webinar might be 50 to 75 to 100 people in a webinar. The invitation is to experience something more intimate in a smaller group then you might have an invitation to go to the church. But it's all contextual. It's all relevant. And it honors the journey and story of your audience, not the church. Meet felt needs. What are the felt needs of the current community that is surrounding the church? You know, where people are going to show up. And then also, there needs to be some sort of, maybe it's a get to know the statement of faith you know, this is what the people here believe. You want to have some sort of, hey, this is what you're going to experience while you're here. If you're like-minded in this way, you might want to link arms with us and come join us. The suggestion I say is think YouTube. We live in a YouTube nation. If I need to fix my car or I want to learn some hobby, how to crochet or how to do horseback riding or something, right? something that I don't know anything about right now. I go to YouTube and I'm trying to find YouTubers that are teaching you the basics, basic glossary terms, you know, tools and resources, places to go to, book reviews, et cetera, right? What what would people start to Google or search on YouTube or now TikTok, right? TikTok is where everyone searches first before Google. What are they searching for when they first are interested in faith? and religion and whatever whatever topic that you're trying to discover, are you meeting those needs? That's the question. Those are the things that you should be putting on your website. So good. So good. So of course, we want to also try to capture the information of that person who's visiting the website with you know this offer of either a mini series or the webinar that you mentioned about finances, or if it's a recovery group, or whatever these resources are, you want to get their email address so that you then you can continue to follow up. What should happen next? So once you identify the, your target audience and what they are experiencing, and you got to choose, you can't just be for everybody. Everybody's, you know, when you say we're for everybody in anything and any time, you know, generic messaging gets generic results. You got to choose and prioritize some. Don't worry, you'll you'll capture more. There's a halo effect, et cetera. But one of the most effective things that's happening right now is like a five-day challenge or a seven-day challenge or a 10-day devotional. There might be some series, some excuse from the very outset structurally that they give you permission to show up in their inbox or on their phone via text messaging 
on a daily basis, on a periodic basis too. It might be it might be once a week reminders on some topic, some something that's motivational, inspirational. It might be instructional. Um, it might be as, as something as simple as every day, every morning, you might get a text uh, intended for parents who are driving their kids to school or before the pickup after school. One conversation prompt that could be healthy between you, the parents, and the child. And imagine if every day you just get a text at say two o'clock before the afternoon pickup, that it gets you, it gives you something to make them the hero so that you become much more useful on their journey to becoming a robust and really healthy, wholesome parent. Those are the types of exercises that you could do as a team and start to catalog. What are the external problems that, that my audience members have across different felt needs and cherry pick and start to experiment that way. Kenny, this has been so helpful in just teasing out what what are the common things that you're seeing that churches or faith-based communities really need and some really practical things that they can do. So appreciate you being a part of our StoryBrand Certified Guide community, helping faith communities, faith-based organizations, mission-based organizations, nonprofits clarify their message and and get those calls to action out in the world so they can do more of the amazing work that they do. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, April. Thank you, Kenny, for sharing how faith communities can practically apply the StoryBrand framework to their messaging. And if you are stuck trying to figure out how to apply the StoryBrand framework into your marketing, you can hire a StoryBrand certified guide like Kenny Jang. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that works. Well, Hero Makers, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. When it comes to creating messaging and marketing for your faith community, I know there is a lot at stake in that. So many of us carry a lot of weight when we're trying to invite people into a beautiful story that we know can impact their lives, but we want to do it well. So first off, I just want to say, breathe deep. Take a moment, just kind of breathe deep in all of this. People just want to be loved. They want to know that they're loved and they want some help living this crazy life out in a way that feels meaningful and connected. That's what they're looking for. So just take a deep breath in all of this and know that you're doing a good job. (laughs) Next, the practical step that I want you to do is I want you to talk to 10 people in your current faith community, people who are already involved in your community, and ask them, why are they there? What is it about being a part of this community that has changed their life? Why do they show up on a regular basis? Then compile those answers and see if there is a through thread in all of it. Is there something that many of the people are saying that this community changed their lives in a specific way? then take that messaging and put it on your website. That's the fastest way to invite people into a community that is going to make a difference. And it's honest. 
If the people in your community are telling you this is how it's changed your life, you know that on your website, you're not going to be overpromising. You're not going off message. You're not going in a wild direction. You're being honest about what people are going to get when they show up. So talk to 10 different people in your community, compile those answers, see if there is a through thread, and then use that messaging on your website to invite people to be a part of your community. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. Hey, you cannot stop me. You cannot stop me. Go.